All right, everyone. Thank you for joining me again. Tuesday afternoon now. Uh, second interview of the day. Freehold Township head coach Mike Stoya. Mike, thank you for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and excited yeah. for the season to start. Yes, I bet, you know, everyone got out there yesterday and uh, I bet the coaches and players see all the tweets. They're excited that they finally, finally arrived. That's true. Um, before we talk about this season, I just, you know, I like to go over last season. Um, uh, you have a talented bunch. Uh, a lot, uh, this year, a heavy senior class, you know, they were juniors that, you know, all started for you. What was your message and, uh, you know, uh, before the season started last year, you know, strategy, message that you sent to the team? Well, I mean, this class has been phenomenal for us. We have eight seniors as of right now, and, you know, seven have played varsity since they were sophomores. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's like six, I think, lettered as freshmen or, you know, something ridiculous like that. So the, the reality is every year they've improved, you know? So, and, and that's the biggest thing, just improving from one year to the next. And last year, I think we finished up around 18 and 10. And it's just, you know, they totally flipped the schedule wins and losses from when they came into high school. And it's just this year, you know, really the sky's the limit. Um, you know, we're not talking about championships. We're just really talking about, you know, take it one practice at a time, one game at a time. And it's really nice just to kind of, you know, return to a little bit of normalcy, you know, in a chaotic world. Yeah. Um, you know, when the season ended, I had, your, you know, your team circled as, you know, the team, you know, top top 10 team, uh, especially with the, the just alone on the experience that you you, you were bringing back. And uh, we'll get into the players a little later. Um, last season, there's a couple of games I, I wanted to talk about. Um, first of all, the Trinity Hall series, you guys beat them the first time, a one point game, and then you end up losing to them in the short tournament. Yeah. Um, you know, they're a tough team. They had the. Um, the girl at the center, right? That went to Division One, right? Yeah, Caitlin something. I, yeah, I, can't, I can't say. I can't say the last name actually. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, just talk talk those two games, and what do you think the difference was that they got the better end in the in the short conference tournament? Um, honestly, I think the first game we focused heavily on Caitlin. Caitlin, who went to William and Mary, and we had a lot of success. We could we could hold them down because we really had one person to focus on. I thought the second game they did a much better job of moving the ball around and a lot more people, you know, it, it wasn't, they all stepped up. I thought, right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think all starting their whole starting five, you know, really kind of contributed to that win. Mm -hmm. um, I forget her name, even the other, the center was hitting big shots. And I just think, you know, it was close and they made, you know, one or two more plays down the stretch than we did. Yeah. I mean, it was close game, four point game. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a tough game. Um, Another series that you got the better end during the regular season, and then they that got you in states, Middletown South. What do you think the difference was in those two games? Uh, the reality is just, I mean, the first game we played at Middletown South, I think we were scared. Mm -hmm. I really do. I think we, we weren't really up to the task of playing them. Mm -hmm. And when we came the second game at our gym, we really played well. I mean, we played really well as a team and we played down the stretch. We limited turnovers, we hit foul shots and we could stretch the lead where they couldn't come back. And then even in the third game, the third game was to tell two halves. Mm -hmm. The first half we were in the States, we were, we were on fire. We were clicking on all cylinders. And then towards the end of the third quarter, they went on a run. And then uh, I forget her name, but she's back this year. She hit two deep threes on us. Um, 
And that really, you know, stretched the lead. Then we went on a little run at the end. Um, it's really, I mean, in the, in the A North, Middletown South is the team to beat. You know, I know Marlboro has had a, you know, a few great years, but more, I mean, Middletown South is always what every other A North team is kind of striving to be at this point. So, I mean, just competing with them, you know, is saying, you know, leaps and bounds for you know, our student athletes. Yeah, especially, you know, Freehold, you know, it's been known as a soccer town, you know, when it comes to girls sports, soccer town. So it it talks well about, you know, how that's kind of turned into tide and it turned more into, you know, more basketball, too. Well, honestly, it's it's utilizing soccer kids, you know, and working around their schedules. (laughs) Yeah, that's, you know, you know, me and JT talked about that with uh, Caitlin Decker you know, from Red Bank region, you know, she's an excellent soccer player. And then, you know, she plays basketball, you know, on balance it, you know, that happens a lot with the public schools, you know, it's not like the private schools where you usually go there, you're playing one sport, you know, that's why you're going to that school where public schools, to fill the rosters, you know, you pick from different, you know, sports just to fill it up and you get the athletes on your squad. And that's honestly, that's why we do the dribble drive. It's because we try to, we try to recruit athletes and all we have to do is get the defenses, you know, shoulders turned a little bit and less thinking, just go right to the rim. Yeah. Um, I ask all the coaches this. Um, do you think, you know, you know, Freehold is a very strong youth soccer program, which helps feed the high school mm-hmm. program. Do you think, um, I'm not familiar with the basketball youth program. Do you think though that, you know, that has some kind of, you know, not just in Freehold, but in other towns, if they have a stronger youth program, it kind of brings um, um, the local players to stay home um, more. Uh, Oh, absolutely. Um, I know our numbers for mid Monmouth have not been too strong. So it's, that's something that, you know, has always been something we're looking to build on. I'm sorry. Go outside. All right, so, I mean, that's one of the things that we're trying to build upon. And I know we go, we work with the middle schools. You know, we've had, we've talked to the middle schools. Uh, we actually have gone out to see middle school games. And, you know, it's still a crapshoot whether they're going to come to Freehold Township, or you know, so. or we're going to choose another, you know, regional high school to yeah. pick up a program or go to RBC, uh, you know, St. Rose or St. John Vianney. St. John Vianney. Um. Yeah, that's, you know, talking to the public school coaches, you know, that's an issue. And, you know, I know there's some programs that are trying to build the relationship where they don't get the feedback that they're looking for, you know, to help, you know, start building a program, you know, making the high school team, you know, more relevant in that particular sport. Um, Honestly, in my eight years, we've been blessed with two really good classes. And we've essentially rode those classes out for two or three years. And, you know, cause it's the first one would have been, you know, Sam and Tori uh-huh. and that class was really good, you know, and they brought us into a top 10, you know, we had an opportunity to upset an RBC in a short conference tournament. And then we made it to the quarters. And then it was this class, you know, that came in as freshmen and now, you know, they're not going to probably have the same senior year, but just because of what the pandemic is bringing, but they are, you know, as talented, if not more talented than that group. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess at a true public school, you have to ride it in waves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's what it seems like. You, if you look at the public school, it's like, yeah. like a wave, um, you know, talking about this year, the senior class, what are, um, what are some of the issues you're facing as a coach and um, you know, the players are facing, I know a lot of coaches are bringing up that, you know, the window during the summer was, you know, smaller than, you know, in the past. So just what are some of the challenges you're facing? The biggest challenge was no off-season workouts, no skills and drills, you know, over the summer or no open gyms in the fall. 
So really the continuity of playing with each other is not there. All right. Uh, one of the things we noticed too, right away is conditioning. All right. People aren't, and if they are going to these trainers and stuff, they are working on their skills, but not a lot of them are conditioning. So, I mean, getting in basketball shape is another thing as opposed to being able to hit foul shots or, you know, shooting threes and stuff. So so one of the biggest things we're noticing, especially after the first day was conditioning is the major issue at this point. I had a player, I I texted a player last night. I said, how how was first practice? And her response was, I am out of shape. And, uh, you know, she's going to a high D2 school and she said, she said, I'll be fine by in, in a week. But and my comment to her was that's because everyone was working on their skills and stuff. They weren't working on the condition. And me and another guy who does this similar things, you know, through the whole state, we've been saying for four months. I'm curious how the player's conditioning is going to be with the late start and, you know, things being closed down as long as they are. And, you know, you just hit it right on the head. Well, it's funny. I think now a lot of people don't just go running outside. A lot of people go to the gym to run. Yeah. So when gyms close down, yeah. workouts close down. Yeah. Nobody realized they could just, you know, throw on a headset and go outside. <laughs> and like- yeah, that's funny because I'm opposite. You know, I don't do cardio much anymore, but I always rather the outside than, than, than the gym. But it seems like everyone's on the treadmill or elliptical these days. Yes, in the gym. or Peloton. <laughs> oh, yeah, the big Peloton. Yeah. Um. Now we'll start. We'll start going through your roster. Um, okay. Like I said, very senior heavy. Um, first, we'll start with Hannah. You know your center. You know, monster on the boards. Um, you know, hard, um, hard to, to match up with because you know there's not that many teams that have that kind of height. Mm-hmm. And what impressed me during the the summer league in Point Point Borough, uh, Point Pleasant, and uh, you know the fall league was her turnaround jumper looked, looked so good during the summer. Can you just talk a little about Hannah? Yeah, Hannah, Hannah has some, some, you know, she's a very hard worker. She's somebody who's very athletic and honestly can play the whole game. She really does. I mean, I don't think I've, I mean, the amount of times I've sat her, taken her out has been few and far in between. Um, I think she's only been in foul trouble twice in her, four, well, in her three years of high school. And one was her first game ever. Um, but the reality is she's trying to develop as more of a stretch four. Mm-hmm. Right to play in the next level. So she's worked very hard in the off season. All right, starting really, you know, last year into this year, on the turnaround jumper and pump fake going to the rim. All right, she doesn't want to be really a true back to the player, ba- you know, mm-hmm. back to the basket player. So she's really kind of developed, and she's honestly going to be able to help a lot. If you hear my kids screaming in the background. <laughs> um- yeah, like I said, it, it was impressed just seeing her turnaround jumper because, you know, I, I saw your team a couple of times. I didn't really see it, you know, that much during the season, but it, it looked good. I would say your team looked very, you know, looked good. You could tell that they played a long time together because they, they, you know, your te- as a whole, your team looked pretty good during the summer and fall league, I thought. Well, four out of the five starters have been playing together yeah. for six, seven years. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's, They better that, know each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, the next two, I, I want to, the, the Ellsbury tr- twins, you know, they just recently committed, right? Yes. Yep. Over the break. Great. Um, just talk about them because, you know, they are two different players. Um, you know, one's a yeah, very good. They complement each other so yeah. well. And honestly, they complement Hannah's game as well, too. Yeah. I mean, the three of them, even throwing in Lindsay Lloyd, who you're going to bring up next. Yeah. I mean, each one of them plays their role to a T. Um, Tanya is more of a slasher. Mm-hmm. Um, and even at Tanya, has started to work on her outside shot. So you'll see her shoot more from behind the arc this year as well. 
but Tanya is a phenomenal passer and a penetrator. She really, yeah. when our offense is clicking, she's, you know, usually in the groove. Okay. And she's somebody with that elbow jumper. That is, I mean, she's made it famous. I think she brought it back because nobody shoots it anymore. <laughs> and her sister is more of an outside shooter. At least she thinks she's more of an outside shooter, but she has the ability to drive to the rim. Okay. And she's more of the defender and more of the vocal leader. Whereas Tanya is kind of her head down, you know, just grinding it. Yeah. Kaylee's much more vocal. She'll step out, hit the big three. Right? And Kaylee's really, I mean, on defense, she's, you know, the vocal leader. She's going to put everybody in place and really kind of, you know, set up and make sure everybody knows where they're going to be on offense or defense. Yeah. And it really compliments Hannah because, you know, it's essentially each one of them is not competing for the same role. Yeah. yeah so, that's... I mean, each one plays their role to a T. Yeah. Yeah, I like the way, you know, Tanya plays the, the point guard, you know, when she's handling the ball. Like you said, she's great driving it, you know, getting the ball into the right person's hand at the right oh, absolutely. time. And even that, she went to the foul line. It was like something like 10, 11 times a game at one point last year. So, I oh. mean, she, she's getting to the line, you know, and then if she misses or she doesn't get fouled, Hannah cleans it up. So, yeah, it's... yeah, that's why, you know, that's why I liked your team coming into this year. You know, everyone complimented each other. Next, obviously, you brought up Lindsey Lloyd. You know, I know Lindsey well through soccer. Um, to me, one of those smart players, you know, um, you know, good on the defensive end and, you know, kind of know, just knows her role with the team. Just talk a little bit about Lindsey. Yeah, Lindsey, whoever the other player's best offensive player is, Lindsey's going to be on her. It doesn't matter if they're, you know, 6'3 or, you know, 5'2. <laughs> right? We've put her on pretty much anybody and everybody, and she will keep them below their average. And she does it through hustle. Yeah. And she really is just all over. I mean, she's like a gnat. She just harasses people. All right. And even that she's bigger and stronger this year too. So, I mean, she's developing herself into, you know, a credible threat on the defensive end. And she has scored a lot more last year. Yeah. I think she was up to like five or six points a game. I think I forget off the top of my head, but even that she has the ability to drive and she'll, if you leave her wide open, she's going to hit a three. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember last year at Sayreville, she hit a huge three. We were either down one or up one and she stretched the lead. You know, and it was a game where nobody else was shooting well. So she knows when to pick her spots offensively, but defensively, she's she's a grinder. She's just, I mean, she's in your face for the entire time, and she's never tired. Yeah. <laughs> um, an interesting stat with her, you know, because I got the stats in front of me. She had ninety-five rebounds last year. Oh yeah, she's uh, yeah, honestly, she got taller. I mean, even yeah. now, I think she's taller. Yeah, I was shocked when I was talking to her after one of the soccer games that I, I noticed she seemed taller than, than yeah. last season. Beauty with her, she can't sit still anyway. So, I mean, <laughs> if the ball's going up, she's going to run after it. I mean, she's not going to stop. So, I mean, and she's she's one of the more physical players as well. Mm -hmm. Her and Kaylee don't mind putting a body yeah. on people, driving them out. All right, And I think that, you know, sets the tone, too, for the defense. Um, the next player I want to bring up who had a, a big role with your team last year, Emily Tran. Um, just t talk a little bit about her. What do you expect her role to be this season? It's honestly, I'd like to see Emily Tran shoot more from the three. All right. Mm -hmm. um, we see it in practice. Nobody's seen it in games yet. All right. She has the, she's one of the, the best shooters on our team. All right. She just has to, you know, feel more comfortable in her role and be more of a, a little bit more of an offensive presence because in practice, I mean, she can make, you know, six out of 10, seven out of 10, and really stretch the floor for us. All right. But a lot of times she defers to other teammates, much mm -hmm. like a Lindsay Lloyd. Yeah. Right. She thinks that, you know, the other three are for offense <laughs> and she's going to be facilitating. But the reality is she does have one of the better shots on the team and mm -hmm. she's got to, you know, when yeah. open, 
take more advantage of it because it's only going to open up the floor for the other people as well. Yeah. So it's not even being like a selfish thing. Maybe she should yeah. be a little more selfish, uh-huh. but she also, I mean, her and Tanya help break any pressure that we see. And she has, she's very high IQ when it comes to basketball. She makes passes that sometimes, you know, go out of bounds because nobody's expecting them. <laughs> so, you know, which is good and bad, but yeah. she sees, she sees the floor well. And really, I mean, her shot is something that we want, you know, to encourage her to take more of because yeah. it'll only make us better. Yeah, that, you know, that happened when I played basketball, you know, I always tended to defer if I knew there was a better score when, you know, my coach would be yelling, you know, take the shot, you know, you should take the shot. <laughs> you know, well, but, she, she's done it a lot. Yeah. I, you'll see towards the end of last year, yeah. she started to shoot a little bit more. Okay, good. And I think it's just, you know, a developmental thing. Like she's, you know, needs that confidence. And, you know, it's funny because they played together for so long. I mean, mm-hmm. that they've been the five, you know, they all five of them are on varsity their freshman year and they played, you know, different roles. Obviously Hannah started. Mm-hmm. You know, Kaylee and Tanya came off the bench. You know, the other two were more of a, you know, really, you know, JV swing players, but they yeah. were with them all the whole time. And, you know, you just see the confidence level, you know, developing. And now they know it. It's their team, right? So, I mean, yeah. even when Lindsay in the fall, when they were doing the fall league, Lindsay would have soccer. Mm-hmm. She would come support her team. Yeah. And that's just their friends. And I think that's – you don't have to be friends with your teammates, but it, it definitely helps and goes a long way. Yeah when you respect and love the people that you're working with each and every day. Right. And I think that's, what's going to help us get through this season because we're going to take the necessary steps because we respect and love everybody, right. you know. Um, another, you, you one more uh, senior, right? Uh, Courtney. Two, uh, Courtney and Maddie. Okay. Courtney, what roles do you think they're going to have this year? Courtney has a skill level is very high. Right? Mm-hmm. Very much, she can finish around the rim um, and she's tall and lean. All right. A lot of times with her is she, she has trouble bodying up with the bigger defenders mm-hmm. and, but her skill level, I mean, I've told her for the last two or three years, like she's going to, she's going to help us in, in a major spot and, and she can really play the four and the five and even probably stretch to the three a little bit. So I'm hoping she'll kind of fill that role. And then Maddie is, you know, a softball player they're both actually pretty good softball players. But Maddie is much more aggressive and she's, whereas Courtney can finish and it's much more smooth. Maddie's going to go to the rim and usually get the end one or just, you know, attack. She's much more attack mode, whereas Courtney's a little more finesse. So they can both play the four or five. I mean, Maddie started when we beat Mid-South and she did a great job that game. So she's, you know, in a position where they're both going to help off the bench. And then we have one more senior, Emily Habistrov, who's, you know, been in the program four years. So we'll see, you know, if she can add depth or, you know, where her role is, you know, moving forward. I mean, you have a very deep senior class. Do you have any underclassmen that you think are going to have a impact this season? It's funny because we're, we're, we're talking about it and there's everybody's on the fence of what to do because right now how we're structuring practice uh, in the COVID world is we're going to have varsity mm-hmm. JV and freshmen all practicing separate times. Yeah. So, and there's no swing players anymore. So I think everybody in the shore right now or state, who knows, maybe the country, I don't even know, are, are dealing with the fact, what do you do with those kids? Yeah. You just said, I have a senior dominated team. Yeah. So a lot of kids may not get reps. So is it better to keep them in a varsity gym and let them practice mm-hmm. all year? Or is it better to develop a whole JV team that yeah. then can take over next year? Yeah. So that's kind of what we're wrestling with. I mean, we have a couple of juniors that if they stayed with us, they could be really good, you know, I guess you could say scout team players because they're uh-huh. athletic, they're tough, they're gritty, but then I don't know if they'll develop as much. And yeah. that would be, you know, at least with Stanley, 
okay? And then Alex Peanut, we call her. All right, so it would be interesting to see, you know, we have to make that decision over the next couple of days. Yeah. Do we develop them on JV or do we develop them through varsity practices? Because I do. There's a sophomore named Julia Wallace who's in a similar boat. She's honestly like a Lindsay Lloyd, mm-hmm. soccer player, runs, athletic, never gets tired. Um, we have a transfer, sophomore, Gianna Patty. Gianna Patty from uh, – she came over from SJB. Um, so she can play a little bit. And there's a fresh – hold on. Yeah. Leave, please. Go. I'm not, It's, um, and then the other thing, uh, we have a freshman, Faith Kopik, who played uh, in the fall and the summer and did a nice job too. So it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know the answer, so I can't tell mm-hmm. you that right now, but there's, there is some people, there's talent <laughs> on the yeah. sub varsity. It's just, what do we do with them now moving forward? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the biggest thing we're racking our brains with. Yeah, I know soccer, soccer was a similar boat where they kept JV and varsity separate where, but JV had, you know, so a lot of teams have, JV players that could get minutes, you know, but was it worth it? You know, where they were only going to play five, 10 minutes that's, in a game. That's, easy, that's easily where we're at at this point. Yeah. And the last year, my rotation was pretty much seven girls. Yeah. So anybody beyond seven, you yeah. know, I can't guarantee you playing time. Yeah. And yeah, I understand. You're right. A, a lot of teams are going to be going through, you know, making those tough decisions and stuff. Yeah. So I, I if anybody knows the right answer, please reach out. <laughs> Um, before we wrap up, I just want to go over, you know, your schedule a little bit, okay. you know, you're in a, a pretty, one of the better divisions, I think more competitive divisions. Um, probably Marlboro is the team that everyone's going to say is the team to beat there. And then I'm going to say, you know, you, you guys in you know, Middletown South, probably, you know, the two, three and Trinity Hall, you know, very young team. It, it's, it depends how, you know, how quick Trinity Hall, you know, develops. Just talk about your schedule and actually having probably one of the more competitive divisions. Uh, we also picked up a home and a home with Howell too. Okay, yeah, because... and I like I'm high on Howell this year yes. too. Yes, well they're good. Yeah, all our kids have played with each other from, you know, yeah. they were young, so that's a, that's a good. Uh, we we picked up one game with them, and then we're like, the hell with it, let's just play two. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna do it. That's gonna round out our schedule, okay. and it is. It's it's gonna be a tough schedule. I mean, we scrimmage Tom's River North. Well, that's so tough. We we're too. at with that, and then we go right into Manalpin. Mm-hmm. which, you know, they graduated some, but so that's going to be a good test to see where we're at right away. Are we in shape? Are we executing? Because mm-hmm. once we get out of an Alpin, the next six games, or it's at least seven, and it could be eight. I forget when the second Howell one is, but mm-hmm. it's going to be a tough stretch because then we got two with Sal. The Howells are going to be split up, but we go mm-hmm. South, Marlboro, Trinity. Yeah. And then we end a year with the Crosstown rival in mm-hmm. Freelboro. So, cool. you know, it's going to be oh. interesting. It's going to be a tough stretch and it's going to be, you know, it's, it's interesting playing a day apart because, yeah. you know, you could have a bad night. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's what um, coach Caruso from Brick Memorial soccer, you know, he, he, that was his thing when I interviewed him before soccer is like having, you know, in the past you would have one game against a team and not played them for a couple of weeks. He goes, how yeah. do you say, you get blown out, you know, say his team lost six, nothing, or even if they win six, nothing, how do we get my team to get that game out of their head in two days, you know, and that, you know, basketball, you're going to be going through the same thing. Yeah. At least we'll be able to correct the mistakes. I mean, they'll be fresh in our mind. So, I mean, if you play on Tuesday, you're going to fix it on Wednesday. Then you got to come right back on Thursday. So I I Um, think it should be interesting. I I like it. You know, it should be a fun. Is, um, 
Is Freehold going to be streaming the games? Because I know some schools are trying to get that up and running. I believe the last I checked, we were. We, or at okay. least we were trying to. So we're trying to figure out what the best way to go about that is. Okay. That's good. So I yeah, do think seemed, you're going to see that. I, it seems like you know, so far every coach you know, I spoke to there, you know, there's some kind of streaming thing that the school put in, you know, so at least the parents, you know. Yeah, we'll be able to see, especially yeah. with a senior heavy team. Yeah, yeah. That that those are the parents I feel bad for is the parents yes, that, absolutely. the seniors. Um, so you know, we'll see. You know, one coach brought up maybe by the end of the season it'll open up where we could let a few of the parents in and stuff, but you know, who knows? I know I don't free, I don't think that I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> no, no, and especially not in your school district. Yeah. They were they were tough during the soccer season. Yeah, we run a tight chat, which is good. You know, you understand, you know, both ways. I see both sides of the story, you know. Um, All right. Yeah, Coach, that's all I have. I appreciate you joining me. And um, thanks for having me. And uh, I look forward to, you know, if it's streaming, you know, I definitely watch a couple games and um, uh, look forward to see how your seniors do the next up. Where did I I wanted to bring this up? Where did Hannah commit? It's oh god, you're gonna you're gonna I just Christopher Newpaul in central Virginia. Let me just I keep messing up in Newport, Rhode Island every time. So let me just quickly I have it. Yeah, Christopher Newpaul. Okay. Oh Newport. No, it's up. Christopher Newport University. All right. And they're really good down there in uh I think it's right in central Virginia. Yeah. So they were like a top twenty team. Mm-hmm. She wants to be a nurse. They have a great, you know medical program so it it really sets her up for future success it's great basketball and it's great academics i you know i joke i joke when i do the players interviews i joke with the coaches like all these girls nurses doctors lawyers physical when i was in school you played sports or you had book smart you didn't have both it's it's these these girls are are so impressive with how they're able to balance with such good grades and you know play at high level honestly i think the sports leads you to better time management and if you look at it i mean because every one of these female athletes that you're, you're going through at the short conference, they're yeah. playing at a high level throughout the year. And every one of their grades, you never hear of somebody who has subpar grades. No. So I mean, it is something that, you know, it's should be a personal achievement to each one of them that their academics are as good as their athletic ability. There's a, a girl I interviewed at Manchester early on, you know, when COVID first hit, she's number one in her class in grades and she, she plays three sports, you know, she plays and, yeah, and yeah. And Lindsay plays three sports. And when, yeah. I think she said she was like 10th or something when I interviewed her, yeah, she's up there, she's up there, which, which is impressive because it's such a huge school, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like what? Almost like 2,200 kids. Uh, so, all right, coach, I'll let you go. I appreciate you taking some time out for me and I wish you and the team luck this season. Thank you very much. Thank you for thinking of us. No problem. Have a good day. Right. You too. Bye.